they haven't explained how one guy could break into houses and kill 10 people silently when it's obviously a professional job. Only a pro can do something like that, right? So it's yet another case of sending a message to native people. If you're poses mining, you're dead. And then the cover-up crew, the head of state of Canada and the archbishop from England, they all come over to do the usual concealment and distraction, right? With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Kevin Annett coming back to the program. And we're going to talk about the latest false flag that happened in Canada where 10 Cree members were killed with a knife all at the same time. And it's they're blaming it on one person, one sole nut job that did it all at once. We're going to dissect that and talk about that a little bit. It's becoming so transparent what their agenda is and that it's, it, I mean, it's just so obnoxious and in your face and blatant what their agendas are. And we need to keep pointing this out so people understand what it is that we're dealing with and what the victims are dealing with and how they get no justice at all. And we have to keep pointing this out. But at the end, we talk about hope and having hope and fighting back. I think it it's it's a good because we start off with you know something that's really bad and then turn into how we can be hopeful and create hope in our lives and make a difference and i think it becomes a good message before christmas and you know we have to face reality of what we're dealing with and this is one of those shows kevin and i have a really great conversation he's one of my favorite guests i just think he's so smart and you know he he sees himself as a revolutionary in canada he thinks the united states because of our constitution and our heritage, our cultural background, that we have a chance to make a difference here just with our constitution. Obviously, our constitution is being usurped and we have a coup going on and they have no intention of using anything in our constitution. They talk, there's a lot of lip service as if we're free, but all actions indicate something else is going on, which we people who listen to this show see see that. Before we get into the show again, please go to my website, sarahwestall.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Uh, please keep sharing my work and getting out what is posted. We have so much good content on that website from, from many different journalists and input. So I hope you get that information out. It's, it's, I try to have it be really focused on important topics and things that you need to learn about. And I think we're doing a pretty good job at that. So please go to my website, sarahwestall.com, sign up for my newsletter, and support my uh, affiliates. That's how I keep this show going and the website and everything else that we do. So thank you so much for everyone who supports and listens and is fighting alongside us because this is an important time. I guess it's always an important time to fight for your freedom, but right now we've we've lost a lot and we need to regain that. And I want to, hopefully this will be a message of hope before Christmas, 
And I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and take some time with your friends and family and your loved ones and just take time to reflect at what you do have in your life and be be thankful for everything that is happening in your life that brings you joy. And thank you so much again. And here's the great Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. It's good to be back. We are going to talk about a pretty disturbing subject, as if not everything (laughs) is happening lately is kind of disturbing. But this is a false flag, and we're going to go through it. There were 10 uh, people, indigenous people in Canada that were stabbed to death and the Cree, part of the Cree nation. Can you talk about this, what happened? And then we're going to dive into the despicable, horrible uh, behavior of the government and the crown and show how they're not only tied to what happened from this aspect of causing the murder, but then they're also tied to acting like they care, which is just gross, but go ahead. Well, standard, standard ops. It's like in Canada, it's kill, conceal, repeat. You know, that's when it comes to native people and more and more of us, right? Um, Essentially what happened was background on this. There was a big mining corporation called Rio Tinto. They discovered about $3 billion worth of diamonds last year under this land in Eastern Saskatchewan the Cree Nation, uh, James Smith Cree Reservation. And um, they try to get the band council to approve it. They don't. Uh, the chief Wally Burns of the Cree Nation opposes it actively, says we don't want our area strip mined for diamond mining. Next thing we know, uh, the next month, six of his relatives are murdered in the middle oh of the night. Gosh. Six of the 10 are Wally Burns relatives and four other people. Now, the RCMP immediately grab a, a drifter uh, called Miles Sanderson, and they say, well, he's the one who did it. But uh, they haven't explained how one guy could break into houses and kill 10 people silently when it's obviously a professional job. Only a pro can do something like that, right? Well, and they killed them all Miles simultaneously? Went, it was all like... They're all, all dead at, in one night. And they, they were live all, in different houses? In different houses on the reservation. Yeah, okay. And plus four other people, a total of 10. Now, keep that mum- number in mind again, 10. Um, but, uh, the RCMP say, yeah, he's the lone gun man. It all happened, uh, by this guy and his brother who assisted him, brother Damien. Well, lo and behold, next day, Miles, the suspect is found dead in police custody as his, his brother Damien. He's found dead in the field. So the two guys who supposedly did it are dead, um, along with Wally Burns's relatives in town, right? Next thing we know, uh, the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, the Governor General Mary Simon and Archbishop Justin Welby of the Anglican Church, don't forget he's already been convicted of covering up residential school crimes. They all show up at the James Smith Cree Reservation to do their crocodile tier performance about how terrible this is. But Trudeau awards $63.5 million, otherwise known as hush money, to the band council. And guess what? The diamond mining is going ahead. Now, it, it's interesting because the Crown of England is a major investor in Rio Tinto. Uh, the Queen Elizabeth, her her uh, personal wealth increased 15 times because of her investments in companies like Rio Tinto, the, the uranium mining, because Saskatchewan is the center of the uranium industry in the world. So it's an area loaded, um, you know, with wealth. And of course, Rio Tinto is partly owned by China. So it's yet another case of sending a message to Native people. If you oppose this mining, you're dead. 
And then the cover-up crew, the head of state of Canada and the archbishop from England, they all come over to do the usual concealment and distraction, right? Yeah, that's that's as low as it gets. I mean, I don't know if it's, I mean, we've seen some pretty low over the last few years here, but that is, yeah. it's so blatant, right? I mean, we're seeing just blatant crimes and they it don't is. even, you know, Catherine Austin Fitz says they're sending in the B team. She said this years ago about one of the, the false flags. It's like there's a B team everywhere right now. Well, they don't, like you, like you say, they don't make any pretense anymore. Um, you know, they just do it. But, you know, the thing in Canada that happens all the time is they have to make it appear like they didn't do it. And it was interesting because the Anglican Archbishop, Justin Welby, got down on his hands and knees God. and prostrated himself and begged apology from the Cree. Now, why would the Anglican Church be asking for apology unless he's saying they, they were involved in it? And um, the other interesting thing is the coroner uh, is called in, this guy, uh, uh, Clive, I'll remember his name. He's a coroner from Saskatoon. He announces that uh, all the, the, the coroner jury is going to consist entirely of Native people, which you can't do under the law. You can't stack a jury like that. All these Native people turn out to be their, their flunky band counselors who hand in a clean verdict. Yeah, it was a lone gunman, basically. It was this Miles Sanderson who's now conveniently dead. But what's interesting is this coroner was the head of the Saskatoon police 10 years ago when a lot of Native people were going missing. They were called mm. Starlight Tours. They do this yeah. in Vancouver all the time, too. They grab Native people in the middle of winter, strip them of their clothes, dump them out in the prairie in the middle of winter. They're dead. He covered all that up in Saskatchewan. Now he's there at the murder site covering that one up, too. I mean, that's... Do the it, people that, believe so it? Blatant. Do they? Do the oh, native people believe it? I mean, they're no. doing all this stuff. It just no. makes them look worse, right? I mean, all it does is make these people look worse to them. I mean, I can't believe they even allowed. I, you know, sometimes I can't believe these people are allowed to walk well, free and they're they're not getting any kind of revenge. I I just see it as it's any time now, because there's so many people who are seeing this because it's so obvious that I don't know how much longer they can go putting on these charades before their people well, start acting out. Here's part B to the story. Um, we very quickly went in there because we know people all over their Aboriginal context. That area of Eastern Saskatchewan was a hotspot of the so-called residential schools. You know, the story of that uh, woman who describes seeing a baby thrown into an oven by a priest that oh, happens down the road. These things were happening all over eastern Saskatchewan. So it's been like a testing ground for a lot of this genocide. But as soon as this happened, I started getting calls from Cree people out there. We're doing our own investigation. We want to convene a grand jury uh, in in the, the new year under the authority of the Republic of Canada to bring out all the truth and, and to lay the charges against these people, including the coroner, Clyde Wighill, all of these people who already have standing arrest warrants against them. Do it for real. Right. Yeah. You want to do a real trial and do this for right. real because all these people are paid do. off. We know this is a joke. So we're going to do a real trial because people deserve justice. And since you guys are all the, the criminals are the ones running the justice system, we have to take it back. But that's the whole point of the common law uh, movement and the common law republic in, in Canada uh, to do that. And here's a textbook book case of why we need that independence and our own court system. Um, and the other blatant thing about this is that King Charles, 
uh, the idiot on the throne now, he's been personally implicated in the abduction of those 10 children. Now, don't forget, it was another 10 people just killed. There's that figure 10 again. It has cultist significance because the 10 children in Kamloops who Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip took away, never to be seen again. We've had people in England come forward and say they have evidence that Prince Charles at the time, there were two of these children who survived. They took them back to uh, Carnarvon Castle in Wales where Prince Charles was coronated and they were ritually killed there in these night circle ceremonies and Charles took part in it. So there's an indictment that's been served on Charles named in all this. It's no accident this stuff is happening in Saskatchewan right at the same time he's become quote king, right? It's it's the same old, you know, church and state terrorism. So what are you going to do going forward with this? I mean, how are we going to get more people? I know you're going on shows and stuff, but how do we get more people to just know, turn off their mass media and say, these people are lying and we're done with it. They're doing it. I mean, people are doing that more and more. You just never see it. Um, you know, it's like what happened with our movement over many years that forced out the truth of genocide and forced Pope Benedict out of office. It's this whole movement off, off the radar, but it has real effect. And that's why, for example, one of the things we're saying to people in Saskatchewan is you don't even have to wait for the verdict. You can make your own arrest. You can order these people off your territories. And in fact, I remember all those Catholic churches that were burning down just before Bergoglio showed up in the summer, Pope Francis. Yeah. Um, that's continued. There have been occupations of churches. Of course, it's just totally blacked out of the media, the way all of our excavations at these mass graves are all of that. But it's going on, and that's why, in a way, they're forced into these desperate measures because they know there's huge content on the ground, right? Well, because they're so obvious now, and they're not even like the B team we were talking about. It's so blatant, they don't even care, and they're just moving forward. It's as if they have the power, they know they have the power, and the people aren't going to do anything. That's how they're acting. Or other, the other side is they're just desperate. I, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is at this point. Well, you know, don't, the way this whole thing operates, too, is that they believe they're untouchable. They believe they're God and nothing can ever harm them. And that, suddenly that explodes in their face, right? One They've day. gotten too and arrogant. Yet, pardon me? They've gotten too arrogant because the arrogance is the beginning of your downfall. So they've just gotten too arrogant. Well, it's megalomania. They just, you know... Um, I mean, it's inbred right in their system. A guy walks around in Rome saying he's the link to God. You know, you got to pray to the guy in Rome uh, if you want to speak to God. I mean, that kind of megalomania is, is built right into their system. So what we find is that it's their weak point. It's their Achilles heel because we can always outmaneuver them. That's why we always quote Sun Tzu in the Art of War to people. You strike where they don't expect. And, you know, we're doing that all the time. We've got new things coming up in the new year where, where we're doing that. Um, the uh, February is a big month. It's the anniversary, 25 years since our movement began at a public forum in downtown Vancouver on February 9th, uh, 98, right by our tribunal. So we're commemorating that. Uh, one of the ways we're doing it is not through mere protest or educating people, but seizing back more of these places. The churches, they're all forfeited, don't forget. The, the property of these criminal organizations can be lawfully seized by anybody. That's that was why we've issued these warrants and the writs that we've talked about before out of the common law court, you know, trials. Has anybody um, honored that so far? Not I, I, I realize that that is uh, what we should be able to do, 
but they're so arrogant that they just say, we don't repper, you know, we just don't recognize this and they keep going. These criminals, you know, it's kind of like a criminal isn't going to recognize a law. No, I mean, they don't care. And right to the day they die, they're going to deny it. But but here's an example. Um, the Chilcotin indigenous people in central British Columbia, they're allied with our Republic. We're, we're linked by treaty. So we support each other all the time. Uh, they went into a, outside a town called Cornell and they just went into the Catholic church and ordered the priest out. The Mounties showed up and uh, Suzanne, one of their clan mothers said to them, she showed them not only their, their statement of sovereignty, but our, our writ uh, arrest warrant and a uh, reclamation order against the Catholic church. And she said, this is a lawful court order you don't have authority here. You've got to leave. And guess what? They got on the radio and they left. Mounties wow. See, back. so and that's an can, example. Yeah, it, it can work. Here's the deal. I it think, that, you know, yeah. they've been killing the native people for a long time. We have evidence of that and it's just indisputable, but now they're killing everybody with this COVID shot. They're just trying to, and they're still advertising it as if it's safe and effective. Right. And we're seeing mass amount of people dying suddenly. The nu- the numbers are coming out in mass. Your Canada is going to be one of the worst places hit, and it's already. Right. When do you think the average person is going to unite with the native people in it, or do you think there's too much um, hatred for each other to for us to unite? Because the average person never committed these crimes in the first place. Well, you know, I think the majority of people aren't necessarily going to ever, uh, but we, we don't really need the majority of people to change things. We've proven that, right? You need a, uh, I think it was Samuel Adams in the American Revolution. He said, you just need a, a uh, conscious and determined minority willing to light brush fires of freedom everywhere. And that's, in fact, what, what yes. we've been doing. And um, don't that's forget, right. too, that, um, you know, the, the, the people who, who, don't ever get involved. Um, we all know we're complicit. We all know we pay taxes to support the system and that yeah. we might have done it in ignorance, but it's still there. Yeah, and when most people it, look yeah. at that, they say, oh, I just don't want to look at that, right? I don't want to think bad thoughts. But then they realize, I remember, here's an example. When I had my church in Port Alberni, um, there was a lot of racism between the white and native churchgoers and that. But then a lot of them, had lost their jobs. These were mill workers, uh, loggers and that. And they're standing in the food bank line in our basement of our church, right next to the native people. And they said, hey, yeah, I guess we're all getting screwed. And then they weren't so racist anymore. They began to understand each other. And I think that's kind of a metaphor for what goes on. Once we connect more with each other and get beyond the political, religious and all differences they saw between us, then we see, hey, look, we're all getting screwed. Now we're going to do something. And, you know, as you know, we're seeing examples of that fight back all over the place. But what's lacking is the organization and the alternative for people to join something else. That's why we're trying to set up these new That's republics. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. We're putting a united coalition together for free speech, too, because, you know, I, I'm just not sure if a lot of this stuff is gaslighting right now or or smoke screens is really the right word. Um, to, you know, they're going after Twitter big time, but I feel that the bigger companies, Twitter's a $44 billion company, or that's what Musk bought it for. It's probably less than that. But Google is a $1.4 trillion company. <laughs> you know, I they're mean, owned by, they're owned by it, Big Pharma. They're owned by Glaxo, there's a, Klein and There's a difference, that. right? And 
And so it it's, I just don't want it to be a smoke screen to go after the small guys and then protect the ones who are really powerful, who could really do the damage in society. And I, I think that's well, I think what they they're doing. Can. They don't all forget, can. I mean, Absolutely. I, mean, I don't think 40 billion is that different from a trillion in practice. I mean, these, it, it, we're, we're dealing with a system where a few control the many and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we've got to start breaking that down in our own communities. And and so the best way to do it is through the model we've set up where people form their own assemblies, pass their own laws, take back the power in the community. And um, it's working. It's working. But there's always that. It isn't even fear. It's, uh, it's the sense that um, do we really want to take power? I mean, people are so conditioned into slave thinking and dependency, you know, that it's a hard jump for people, you know. It's hard to be responsible and to be a responsible adult for yourself. Yeah. But I do also think that the masses want to follow something better. They're going to follow. They're not going to come out and lead. Like you said, with the brush fires, you need a small conscious minority are going to do the leading, but they want something better to follow, I think. I think so. I mean, it, it's, it's natural. People naturally want to just love their children and take care of each other. You see that, you know, whenever you see... Uh, a car accident, all these people go running over. I've noticed that happens even more in the States, uh, that uh, people will, are almost waiting to help each other. They're just waiting for the opportunity to get outside this selfish, That's atomized right. little existence, you know, that, that is forced on everybody. But I mean, um, you know, what, there's this floodgate of goodwill that happens as soon as, you know, people are given the opportunity, right? I think you're right. Now, how can people learn more about what your movement is and get involved and, um, you know, maybe set up their own movements in different countries if they haven't already? Yeah, well, I should, I should mention that we have a thing now called the Republic Alliance, which unites Republic groups now in 12 countries. We have regular calls. We're coordinating actions. We're just strong enough that we're actually getting people out of jail. We just got a guy in Denmark out who had been driving without a driver's license. We put the pressure on, he was out in two days. So these networks are really building. Yeah, and I've we heard have support that. In France, yeah, in France, our, our movement is actually setting up parallel governments. We have military and police working with us. We have doctors opting on the system. So it's like you're seeing this new society growing up all over. And we yeah. want to focus on that, not the old crumbling system. And That's the so-called right. leaders, we want to focus on our new grassroots society. So. A good way to follow that, uh, Republic of Canada, K-A-N-A-T-A, republicofcanada.org is our, our Republic in Canada. Murderbydecree.com, under ITCCS updates, you'll see all of these, these updates. And um, angelfire101 at protonmail.com is me. And, of course, our Sunday blog show where we have regular updates on all this. Yeah, you have a, you have a yours is it's growing pretty well. Let me ask you a question. We have the technology now to scan brainwaves to see if somebody's personality is fractured or if they're a sociopath or psychopath. And what do you think about that being used just as a way to say, okay, these people can't be, they're just not stable and they're not okay to be, and use that as a means, not as a, you know, I know it can be used against people too, and it can be bad, but we need some tool to say, these people are not fit because if they have multiple personalities there, you know, their brain has been fractured, um, through trauma-based programming. We need a way to get at that and make sure they're not put into positions of power that 
is so destructive to communities. Well, part of the problem, Sarah, is is the technology itself, and it and and the whole structure of society is like a pyramid. That's a corporate model. Yeah. And any any institution in our society operates according to the, the corporate model. P, people defer responsibility up, and um, they're like components in a machine. We've got to break that whole system down. We can judge for ourselves who the psychopaths are and who aren't. It's just that we're expected to conform to that psychopathic system. It's 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 the the way the system operates that's the problem. Uh, if if any of us were put in the position of of any of these guys, we might turn out like them too, you know, given the right breed. You would, you know, yeah. I think a lot of us would. Breeding or whatever. So it isn't so much the problem of individuals, like we always say. We put in our tribunal and common law courts, we put systems on trial, and we say, look, we need a new way of being with each other, a new way of thinking altogether. And then, you know, people will naturally do the right thing, you know, I, if they're in the right situation, right? So you think we need cultural changes and new paradigms of thinking, but you don't think that um, a tool like that, I mean, it would be, you would say that's obsolete if we create a better culture and new paradigm of thinking is what you're saying. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. And, but the paradigm of thinking has to follow from a, a practical material alternative, you know, like... Um, we got to, that's right. One of the ways we do, we get people back on the land. We set up in Canada, we really emphasize setting up land based communities. So we get the children out of the cities, we get them back on the land. And then, you know, when you're sitting on the land or digging in your garden, things get very clear very quickly. You're, you're in harmony with the natural order again, and you don't need a lot of this technology anymore. And, and so that's what we're trying to encourage and create all the time. And then that new way of looking at the world arises from that. But you know, sitting in your room or looking at a laptop is not going to do it. That's not how you build a new living kind of society, right? Yeah. And I think one of the things that I found as, as true is that so many people out there trying to find solutions kind of create these panacea, not plausible solutions. And so I like the fact that you're doing real efforts that can really make a difference because some of it, I mean, I know, you know, what I'm talking about, there's these pie in the sky. They're just not, it's like, well, yeah. the reason you don't have people following you is because it just isn't plausible. Yeah. We, we get that a lot when, when people, some people approach us sometimes with their own common law network, but all, like I was talking to a group up in Sweden the other day and for the last year and a half, they've just been talking. And I said, look, that's not building anything. You've got to start creating anything find an issue it doesn't matter where you start just start working on it that's what gives people hope okay somebody's fighting back somebody's offering alternative that's right. not just more 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 words right um and i you know the other day i was actually on one of our farms um and uh it's not the other day it was a few months ago now but time flies anyway i was i was we're gathering up the the, the crops we have a greenhouse and digging in the earth and everything and it was just so restorative you know, it reminded me when I was a boy in Montoby, just pick a potato out of the ground and start eating. And I said, yeah, this is normal. This is the way people need to be again, right? That's right. And just get up and start doing and doing things right. that are healthy. And I think that makes a difference. That's why, you know, for a while they're doing all these shows. I was like, what am I doing? All I'm doing is talking. Yeah. And so in the background now I'm doing, getting stuff set up like our lawsuit. Now I have other things that I'm, I'm going to be announcing some stuff going forward, but like you, if you're not doing, then yeah. you just, if, so if like you were saying, the group was talking for, they're just talking for a year and a half. 
mind you, education is important, but you got to be able to hang it on something, right? You got to. Uh, it is important. You know, yeah, but... it, it could be a spark, but it's not the end in itself, which is how people often treat it. And I think that's because it's just the all way, these people. Go ahead. No, go the ahead. Way, uh, in the last 30 years, uh, the internet in the younger generation, it's their source of information and communication, but it's only a beginning. It's not an end in itself. It gives you a bit of information, but then you're supposed to take that and, and go out in the world and be inspired with it, not, you know, orient your life around this thing. So, I mean, I, I think that's, again, common sense, right? Well, maybe it's also because it's a new paradigm. Well, people are learning a lot, but um, we just have to realize that it's this is just the beginning. We, we haven't, winning the hearts and minds of people is the beginning. Now we got to act. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I, I love reading those, those uh, short bits of history from the time of the American Revolution. There was a British officer who had been part of the, uh, you know, they marched up to Concord and Lexington where the shots were fired. And he said on the way back, they were getting shot at by everybody, old, old women and children were throwing stones at them. He said the whole country is rising up because they don't want their farms taken from them and their liberty. And this British officer knew it. And he said, we're going to lose this because these people are determined to hold on to their freedom. And, but you have to have a taste of that first. And how many people have the taste of that? They and haven't. Are they born in the freedom? Yeah, that's the point. That's the problem, right? Well, and that's, that is the problem. So how do we, I mean, I, I think COVID helped because people, they they were they locked us down more and they yeah. did more to us and people are dying people dying is kind of the red line yeah but you know uh people their energy so much that in a way it doesn't matter anymore like working with people on the street and addicts and and all sorts of people who've given up hope they're just being literally sucked dry in front of your eyes and like, I, that's the scary thing about what's going on. I see that happening to people. We need hope. Um, yeah. We need hope. And, that's and, the bottom line. Yeah. And doing gives people hope. And showing people ways forward gives people hope. Yep. That's why I love you, because you're always doing hope. I mean, you're, that's, you're always acting, trying to get things accomplished. You're acting on what you're saying. Well, you got it when you're, you know, uh, like Sun Tzu says in the Art of War, never force your enemy into a corner because then they fight that much harder. That's right. Death. That was my situation. I had to fight to the death because everything can be taken from me. Well, thank you very much, system. You just created another revolutionary here. <laughs> That's what we want. Right? That's right. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. So, you know what? I used to get all sorts of, they've probably given up with me, but I used to get all sorts of smear jobs on you, probably trying to convince me that you were a whack job. They've given that up. I don't see that anymore because there's so many people fighting back now that you're just another one to go after. I mean, they it's, it, that's right. what's yeah. so cool is there well, they aren't targeting us in the same way they were before. Well, that's right. Smear jobs only work in the short term and the long run, they help you because people say, they're still going on about this guy. Maybe he's yeah. got something. Why would they be so angry at him 20 years later? So smear jobs are only short-term ways to knock people out. But what's interesting, the other day on our Republic Alliance call, somebody told me they've translated our the common law training manual I wrote. It's now in eight languages. People I never even heard from have got it. It's it's that's going great. ballistic all over the planet. And, that's, and great. that's we've reached that critical mass now. And it's really just everywhere. That's just wonderful. Okay, before we wrap this up, tell us again how people can get hold of you. Angelfire101 at protonmail.com. 
Uh, I'm on speaking tour all the time, all over North America. And uh, like I say, in the new year, we've got lots of things coming up. The anniversary of our Republic, January 15th, eight years now. Uh, we're going to be building these projects on the ground all over. So please write to me and follow our work, murderbydecree.com under ITCCS updates. Kevin, you're awesome. Thank you so much. I just so much appreciate you. I tell you that every time you come on, keep fighting and keep giving people hope because that's what, I mean, it's, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, we're in this to the death, right? That's the way to look at it. So That's true. Have a great Christmas. Thanks, Ellen. You too. Have a good one and a great new year. It's going to be Liberty Year coming up. That's right. <laughs>